Trump calls Biden stupid for crawling around the globe on his knees, begging and pleading for oil from other countries. Kamala urges Democrats to tell their voters that Biden has fulfilled campaign promises and Biden and Trump are tied for a 2024 election in this new poll. But is Trump actually leading? We into all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop the video a like, subscribe to the Pulse Vacations on new video every single day. If you can, listen to Flips of the Show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps. Now let's get right into this. Though Joe Biden is the president of the most energy-rich country on the planet, you are right about that, by the way, sir. I must say. Yet because of his party's climate hysteria, what they believe on the climate Biden locked down American oil and natural gas production. And now Biden is crawling around the globe on his knees, begging and pleading for mercy from Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Venezuela. You know what? They don't understand. So we all want clean air. We all want all of the things that they talk about. The Green New Deal. The woman that thought of the Green New Deal didn't even go to a college to study it. She made it up. By the way, it was 12 years. We're down to seven. Seven years, the world is going to be destroyed because the oceans are going to rise one one-hundredth of an inch within the next 300 years. It's going to kill everybody. So that's Trump. I love Trump. He's being Trump. He's calling out Biden. Also, he's wearing these black leather gloves. Makes him look like a hitman. I love it. So Trump calls Biden stupid for crawling around the globe on his knees, begging and pleading for oil from other countries instead of tapping into U.S. resources as price at the pump hits records high after sanctions cut off Russian energy. Now, here's the thing. This is the reason why uh, I believe that the Biden administration and the left won't reopen the pipelines here in America, and that's because they do not want to backtrack on things that they've already done. That would be an admission of wrongdoing. That would, it, the Democrats, most politicians in general, but I'll say especially the Democrats, can, cannot admit when they did something wrong, okay? And what they're doing right now, they did incredible wrongdoings, and they're trying to get themselves out of it by creating more and more messes, so this way they don't have to backtrack and say, well, looks like we need to reopen the pipeline, because then we would be like, see, we were right the whole time, which we're saying that right now already, but they would rather see the economy go down in the dirt than have to admit that they're wrong in any way of the imagination. So Trump accused Biden during a Saturday rally, rally of crawling around the globe on his knees, begging and pleading. For oil from Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Venezuela, Joe Biden is the president of the most energy-rich country in the planet, yet Biden locked down most of American oil and natural gas production, Trump lashed out. Sanction, sanctions on Russia have cut off imports, leading to record numbers of gas at the uh, record numbers at the gas pump. Americans have seen a price per gallon double and triple in some areas. Trump's Saturday's rally uh, was the first since Russian military forces launched an unprovoked and bloody attack on Ukraine. It was also the first since Joe Biden's uh, State of the Union address. Okay, hundreds of Trump supporters gathered near the field of the Florence airport. Okay, we get it. Um, I think this is pretty much about it. Uh, prices seem to sit right under $4 on Saturday around Florence. Last, uh, late last week, the Labor Department announced inflation hit 78 7.9% in February, the devastating 40-year high on the top of that gas prices that bypassed $5 in many areas in the country. And we're going to be seeing it going up before it gets better. Uh, maybe best case scenario, we'll work out a deal with a country that is an enemy of ours. That's that's honestly the best case scenario. Uh, worst case scenario, we don't work a deal out with people who are our, our enemies. 
and gas keeps going up. Either way, there's no way out of this right now that seems to be a net positive all around. The only way out of it would obviously to be reopening the pipeline for situations like this. Now, I understand the point of view that we it might be beneficial uh, looking long-term to drain the rest of the world of their natural resources while preserving our own natural resource. So this way, one day when Saudi Arabia or Russia, whoever it is, runs out of their own oil, we will be sitting on basically the world's reserve of oil supply, uh, as well as when technology increases enough to the point where that oil will virtually last us multiple, multiple lifetimes over. Um, so I got to understand that point of view, but when dealing with economic stress that we're dealing with right now, at the very least, it should be a sliding scale of how much oil production we do here in America versus import. If we're experiencing, like, we just came out of lockdowns, Democrat-inflicted lockdowns. We shut the entire country down, and then we come out of it, and we get Democrats in charge, and then they cut off the pipelines immediately, and then war in Russia starts to break out, and prices keep on going up more and more and more due to the circumstances that the Democrats have created. So instead of, you know, saying, hey, let's let's uh, let's worry about economic recovery right now. And then when things are going good, let's start importing more again. Now, instead of doing things like that, no, they want to they'll rather see this country burn down in flames than admit that they're wrong, admit that they did something wrong. That's most politicians. But I see that mostly happening with the Democrats in particular. Kamala Harris urges Democrats to tell voters that Biden has fulfilled campaign promises. Now, I'd say the only campaign promises that were fulfilled would be, I guess, hyper-specific things, not things like, we will fix the economy, we will take care of this, we will take care of that. No, no, no. I would say more specific things that led to more destruction in the economy. And we're going to go through the truth and what's actually going on right now. So during the winter meeting, Kamala Harris told Democrats to rally behind the idea that the Biden-Harris voters uh, have largely followed through on the campaign promises. Hold back the laughter and let's talk about the administration promise on the campaign trails. Now, this is a video. We're going to play this video of, of Biden on the debate stage. Number with one, no more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Well, I guess that was one promise that uh, led to more destruction. So PolitiFact had tried the campaign promises the president has actually kept, and the numbers aren't great. According to Fact Trackers, only 17% of promises have been kept. Now, I wonder if they're going to be greatly inflating and increasing that based on the narrative now. So don't be ex surprised if you see that number just randomly start to jump up to like 30 40%. Biden promised to get the COVID-19 under control is obviously a massive failure when we consider that nearly half uh, half million more Americans died of coronavirus under Biden as opposed to the Trump days. Americans continued locking down and enforcing freedom infringing uh, mandates over one year after the Biden swore his office. I wonder if they're ever going to adjust the death tolls of COVID because all of a sudden, remember how we saw Democrat politicians and Democrat governors all of a sudden change their tune and say, well, we need to start counting these COVID deaths of people who died from it versus with it. Literally something we've been screaming from the rooftops for nearly two years. So Biden has promised that he would forgive student loan debts and uh, from public colleges and universities. Conservatives are obviously glad that this promise was ditched. But it's yet another promise that Biden campaigned on and will likely never be achieved. On the topic of college and debt, Biden also vowed to double the pen uh, the Pell Grant, which of course also has not been fulfilled. Here is VP campaign promise in October 2020. Please retweet. Under the Biden-Harris administration, we have decriminalized the use of mar marijuana and automatically expunged all the marijuana. Okay, 
Let's see what, what this is about. Under a Biden-Harris administration, we will decriminalize the use of marijuana. Decriminalize use. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm sorry to have you guys listen through Kamala Harris's whiny voice, but we, we, we will get through this together. Okay, and this is the woman that also did lock up tons of people and laughed about it for use of marijuana. And automatically expunge all marijuana use convictions and end incarceration for drug use alone. So this is no time from, I think, our collective perspective. This is no time for half-stepping. Um, this is no time for incrementalism. We need to deal with the system. And there needs to be significant change in the design of the system. First off, that should just be up to the states, to be completely honest with you. That should just be up to the states. Uh, there are certain things that I don't think the federal government should worry about, and this should be one of them. I mean, I, I don't know. The Democrats care so much about federal power over the states, so much, like an incredible amount of power they want over the states. But it's like, this is not something the federal government should even be worrying about. The federal government should be simply focusing on the overall health of the American economy. I guess overall, you know, imports, exports, and whatever tariffs and, uh, you know, federal taxes needed, military stuff, stuff with other countries. That that should be what the federal government is focusing on. Stuff that affects the economy as a whole of this country, military, and other and what's going on overseas and all that hubba baloo. When it comes to local stuff like marijuana usage, even make it even more local down to the cities if you want. That, that should not be of a concern of the federal government. There's many things that they're making concerns, like LGBT stuff. That should be no concern. Just leave that up to the states and the cities. Who gives a damn? We're in the federal government. It should be none of your business, and you shouldn't even be thinking about it or talking about it because you've got other priorities. But obviously, obviously, it, this is nothing but a rallying cry to get votes. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're blah, 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 whatever. And even if it's completely out of their wheelhouse of power, they're going to say it anyway because, I mean, I guess as politicians as a whole as well, they're going to say it anyway because they want people who support that thing to vote for them, even though there's one possibility of nothing that they can actually do for that thing. You know, like they should be focusing on the border. That's something that the federal government should be focusing on. But now you got states that are trying to pick up the slack of what the federal government should be doing. You know, protecting our own borders of our country. That should be something the federal government should be doing. No, no, no. They're, they're too worried about LGBT in school. So there's been no moves to decriminalize cannabis, despite his promise to the American people as he campaigned. The list goes on and on. And one thing is absolutely certain. Uh, the assertion that the current administration has followed through and the promises is a blatant lie. See, the Democrats, they do not care about the overall health of the economy. All that they care about is the narrative that they can spin about what's going on. They're going to just promote this false narrative that everything they're doing is good. Everything bad that happened is not their fault. And they kept all their promises. And this is the most transparent administration. And daddy's back in charge. The parents are back in charge. That, that, that's what they're going to promote as. It's all a lie. It's all BS. And... Obviously, if you guys are watching and listening to this, you obviously are smart enough to realize that. But your friends may not be smart enough. Your family may not be smart enough. So that's why I urge you guys to send this podcast to them and share this over with them so this way they know what's actually going on in the world. So Biden and Trump are tied for a new 2024 election poll. Now, is it possible that Trump may actually be in the lead? We're going to go over that right now. So let's read. New polling suggests that President Biden and former President Trump are tied. At an early point in the next presidential election cycle, new poll averages have 
uh, Biden and Trump tied at 45% to 45% for 2024, according to the national poll released Friday by the Wall Street Journal, Biden and Trump voters were split at 45% for the 2024 election. The poll was conducted in March 2nd to, uh, to 7th, and as the results did not change from the journal's previous poll conducted in November. It showed that 57% of voters remained unhappy with Mr. Biden's job performance, despite favorable marks from the president's response to the Russian invasion in Ukraine and the recent State of the Union speech. Now, I, I have a theory before I read the rest. I have a theory that I think that Trump not being on all the mainstream social media platforms might actually be a very good thing. And the fact that he's going to be just basically exclusively on truth. I think this would do many good things. One, it would solidify his core base, would just become stronger and stronger as the days go on. He'll still have his voice to bypass the mainstream media filter, at the very least, to his base. At the same time, the average everyday people did not like how Orange Man was mean and bad. So now that he won't be talking on these mainstream media platforms as much as he would be, or like his voice would be over there, people are just kind of seeing the cause and effect and the result of Biden versus Trump. That's all you need to see. You do not need to listen or hear Trump really talk or listen, watch his tweets or whatever it is. All you need to see is, is what's affected you personally. Average everyday Americans are looking, they're like, wow. Things were way better under Trump. Things are not going good under Biden. That's all you need. That's really all you need. And then just campaign on that. And that's about it. You don't need to be so, uh, I guess, as aggressive to the general public. Obviously, the Trump base likes that. But that's something that could turn off an average everyday voter, which I do think people are warming up to that. And they would, they would probably be nice and refreshed to see Trump's mean tweets again. But, you know, hey, I won't doubt that it does turn people off that would normally have voted for him. So it shows that 57% uh, of voters remained unhappy with Mr. Biden's job approval, despite favorable marks from the president's response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine and a recent State of the Union speech. Just 42% say they approved of Biden's performance in office, which is virtually unchanged from the previous journal poll mid-November, it said. Now, we know that these polls are skewed to the left. So if it says Trump is tied at 45%, that means he's probably up 5 to 10%. Uh, this is from Interactive Polls, breaking Republicans' lead by five points in 2022 generic ballot in new Wall Street Journal poll. Biden job approval overall, 42 to 57, handling inflation, uh, 34, uh, economy, 39. Uh, Trump and Biden tied 45-45 in the 2024 presidential uh, Georgia is that Georgia they mean? I don't know. It's not Georgia. It's a general election, which translates to EC landslide win for Trump. <laughs> uh, let's see. Voters were also asked about middle class support, handling inflation, the struggling American economy. Biden the Democrat Party were given a failing grade of 50% of the voters believe the economy should be the government's top issue. That's literally what we were saying before. While speaking at the rally Saturday night in Florence, South Carolina, Trump flirted with the idea 24-24 campaign, saying we might may have to run again. Trump is obviously running again. It's probably some legal stuff, the reason why he can't announce yet, because maybe he's doing some business stuff. And if he announces, then that means it would kind of tie his hands, probably with the truth app, maybe. In 2024, we were going to take back that beautiful, beautiful White House. He said, I wonder who will do that. I wonder, I wonder. 
Biden said he plans to run for a second term in the White House if he remains healthy, meaning there could be a 2020 rematch. Uh, it could be a 2024 or a rematch. Okay, I don't know why they brought 2020. Maybe a rematch of the 2020. Um, but anyways, let me know what you think. Do you think Trump would win if he run, runs again? I think it's pretty obvious he will, obviously, if the election is secured. And I do think that we made some advancements in the security of the election. Also, we will be taking away the Democrats' ability to do the mail-in elections. That's going to be huge. If the Democrats didn't have the mail-in election, we would have won with flying colors. It's as simple as that. Because they were able to just get people to just fill out things. Like you can consider that fraud if you like, but it's like a very legalized way of doing fraud. We can go into that all day, but you guys get it. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. Please drive your like, subscribe, and notifications on. New video every single day. If you can listen to the flips of the show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps, go there right now and click that subscribe button. Peace out.